This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And welcome everybody to this episode of the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. I am your host, John Allen. How are you guys today? Um, it's been a while. I've been doing a lot of guest episodes. Um, kind of cut back on my frequency a little bit. You know, it's summertime. I have summertime things to do. Been doing a little bit of writing and uh, things like that. But um, I just felt like doing this uh, solo episode here today. And uh, I want to talk specifically about fasting even more specifically about dry fasting. Now, this is per request. This is uh, by request by some of you um, on social media. You can find me on social media, uh, on uh, Facebook, on uh, Instagram, and Twitter at, um, at John Allen Pod, J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D. If you go in there, you'll find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join the conversation there. It's through those conversations that I was led to uh, doing this episode here. Um, People are curious. I posted about uh, having done a 60-hour, that's 6-0-hour dry fast. Uh, What is a dry fast, you may ask? Uh, We all know what a fast is. A fast is when you don't eat for a longer period of time. Um, A dry fast is where you do not eat or drink for a period of time. Uh, and I did 60 hours. Um, it's a long time. And, uh, I have to say, this is my first fast period in about 18 months. Um, now why did I stop fasting? There's really no excuse, but, um, as I've mentioned several times on this podcast before, I've been through a series of shoulder operations. And then here recently, a very um, unexpected neck operation. So I've been down for the count for about 18 months and I just haven't been living right. Um, I weigh too much. I haven't been eating properly and I stopped fasting. Now I am a champion record holding power lifter. Um, and I need to start acting like it. <laughs> I need to get my body back. I need to get my, um, health back. I need to get my mentality back that disciplined uh mentality that comes with with uh with being a high level power lifter i need to get that back so there comes a time where you have to stop thinking about it uh you have to stop talking about it you have to stop planning for it and you just have to do it um and that's what i did now 60 hours is a long time to fast in any situation but that was my again that was my first fast in uh, about 18 months, and I just did it. Um, and how do I feel afterwards? I feel great. Um, the biggest sense of wellness that I have is the sense of having um, reinforced my discipline by doing this long-term uh, extreme fast, this dry fast. No food, no water for 60 hours. Um, so again, the main reason was to just kickstart my personal journey of getting my health back. Um, I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad I did it that way as well. Uh, Now, what have I been doing since then? It's been uh, tomorrow to be a week since I completed that uh, 60-hour dry fast. And what I've been doing every day since then is basically a 24-hour fast, basically eating, well, not basically, eating only once a day. Uh, with a eating window of anywhere from 
you know, 45 minutes to a couple, three hours. Um, basically 24 hour fasts, uh, eating once a day, every day since then. And then tomorrow, one week after the completion of the first 60 hour dry fast, I'll do another 60 hour dry fast. And then I'll do, um, 24 hour, uh, fasts. And these 24 hour fasts are not dry fasts. If I don't specifically say dry fast, then it's just a, it's just a fast. Uh, but I'll do another week of 24-hour fast after that. And then I'll start doing 24-hour dry fasts for one week. And by then, it will have been four weeks with different variations of fasting and dry fasting. And we'll see where I stand. Uh, I don't really care about my body weight. I care about my fat percentage, my body fat percentage. I care about my strength, my energy levels, um, Another benefit of fasting for me is an enormous boost in my mental uh, focus. I feel sharper. Uh, my thoughts come quicker. Um, uh, I'm just I'm, I'm more fit in my mind, um, and that is a that is a great great effect of fasting, especially dry fasting, for me. Uh, you know, look in the Bible, look in the Quran, look in uh, the teachings of Buddha. Um, uh, fasting is a way to, uh, look also in native Americans, uh, look in people who practice shamanism, uh, fasting is a path towards more of a spiritual, uh, connectivity, uh, between yourself and, um, whatever religious practice or faith that you adhere to. It's, um, it's an enhancement of one's, uh, mental faculties, uh, uh, physical fitness and spirituality. Uh, fasting works. Now, let me start also, well, I should have started by saying I'm not a medical expert. Uh, what I am is an expert in my own body. Um, so I do what works for me and I'm willing to talk about it. Uh, I'm not telling anyone that you have to do this. I'm just sharing my experience uh, with you all who are watching and listening. So I think I want to say I think that the number one benefit, again, for me, uh, for with, with fasting, is that sense of accomplishment, that sense of discipline, that sense of being in control um, uh, of my own body, of my own phys physiology. You know, I'm the boss there. I'm deciding what is happening. Um, it's quite empowering. <laughs> it 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 really is. Um, there's a lot of people just sitting on the couch, you know, with a bag of potato chips, feeling out of control. Fasting, and especially um, intense fasting and long-term fasting, is a great way of getting control of your own physiology. Um, so, yeah, so that mental, uh, spiritual, uh, discipline aspect of, of fasting, I just love it. Uh, it's quite the empowering tool. It's quite the tool of empowerment. Um, physiologically, I would say that one of the main benefits of fasting, of especially dry fasting, is a process called autophagy. Um, you can look in the uh, description of uh, this episode, uh, whether you're watching or listening, look in the description to see how to spell autophagy, and I'll put a link uh, with uh, uh, a better description of what it is. But basically, autophagy is your body's breaking the process of your body breaking down uh damaged or dead cells breaking them down to use as energy and 
getting rid of them so that the body can regenerate itself on a cellular level. There's actually been medical studies that show that people who fast, people who dry fast, uh, respond better to chemotherapy um, if they're a cancer patient. Interesting, isn't it? Cancer cells, cellular level, breakdown of dead or damaged cells, autophagy. It's quite an interesting thing. Um, it's a fascinating process. You know, you want to get to know yourself. You want to become an expert on your own body. Fasting is a way to do it. When you know about things like autophagy, again, you will feel so empowered. Um, but also knowing what's going to happen during a fast, and in this case during a uh, dry fast, knowing what's going to happen will empower you in the sense that, um, uh, you know, you'll know why you have a headache. You'll know why you feel dry. You know, you feel dry because you're not drinking any water. But knowing about autophagy, you will also know that that process of breaking down these damaged or dead cells releases something called metabolic water. What's metabolic water? Well, think about the body being, um, they say anywhere from 70 to 80% water. So that means 70 to 80% of each cell is water. When these damaged cells are broken down through autophagy, metabolic water is released. That water that is within that cell is then released into the body. So it is a source of energy and a source of fluid, a source of water. So when you know that the body um, starts this process of autophagy, if you're an experienced uh, dry faster. It can happen as quick as after 24 hours. Uh, for those who are less experienced with dry fasting, autophagy occurs anywhere between two to four days. But when you're aware of that, you know, okay, um, 18 hours into this dry fast, um, thirsty as can be, but I know that I will start the process of autophagy. This wonderful body will start that process in in my case, around 24 hours. And then I know that that feeling of thirst, that dry mouth, that headache, that, la that, that lack of energy will be, there's an antidote coming in about 24 hours. That antidote being metabolic water, which is released through the process of autophagy. Now, isn't that fascinating? So educating yourself a little bit on fasting will give you a mental... Um, should we call it a crutch? It'll give you a mental, it, it will prepare you mentally for some of the pitfalls of dry fasting. And those pitfalls are headaches, you know, lack of energy, thirst. People experience that and they say, oh, no, this doesn't work. I don't know how I can make it through this for the next day or two or three or however long you're planning on dry fasting. And then they quit. And they say, oh, dry fasting doesn't work for me. Well, Maybe it doesn't work for you, but is it dry fasting that doesn't work for you? Or is it a certain amount of mental fortitude and education about fasting, about dry fasting? Is that what you need in order for it to work? Do you need more mental fortitude? Do you need more discipline and determination? And do you need more education about the process of dry fasting? In other words, if you know what to expect, if you know that you're going to get thirsty, <laughs> you're going to get a headache, you're going to feel droopy and you're not going to have much energy, but that's going to be reversed to a certain degree after X amount of hours of dry fasting. If you know that, you're more likely to continue dry fasting 
and getting through it. Now, that same educational process, that same knowledge of fasting applies also to a regular fast where, where you're eating no food, but you're taking in fluids. If you know what's going to happen, if you know what to expect, you can kind of steel yourself mentally. You know, you can, you can have that discipline on standby to help you push through those moments of, yeah, of <laughs> uncomfortableness, of discomfort. Um, yeah, get, get knowledgeable about it and you'll be more likely to stick it out. You'll be more likely to do it. So um, for me, it becomes uh, a steadily more euphoric mental experience, you know, where I start thinking, oh my gosh, think about what's happening. Think about these disgusting dead cells or damaged cells in my body that are that I'm kicking. I'm kicking out of my body and new cells are coming. You know, my I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lose weight, you know, excess water that I'm carrying. Um, you know, uh, I'm gonna have better skin because of this. You know, when I start thinking of all of these things, because when you think about what you're doing for yourself, Okay, be egotistical when it comes to your fasting. Think about what you're doing for yourself. Think about how you're bettering your physical self. When you think on that, you are also bettering your mental self. And if you're a spiritual person, which I believe most people are, many people are not religious, but I think most people are spiritual to some certain degree. When you are a spiritual person, you can also then dip into that, the, the, the spiritual benefits of fasting. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's quite the interesting process. Now, as I said, I'm not, I don't really care what I, what I weigh. Uh, I want to look in the mirror and I want to see the change in my body fat. And by God, I did see the change. You know, 60 hours of dry fasting is quite intense on the body and quite significant results come about. Now, a lot of people say, well, okay, but what about when you're finished fasting? Aren't you going to just reverse all of the gains that you made? Well, the answer to that is no, if you have the proper refeed, okay? You don't come off of a 60-hour dry fast and then go eat a pizza. If you do, you're probably going to get kind of sick. And you're going to bloat up because your body has been quit a lot of toxins, and when you take in a big crap ton of toxins in that first refeed after a, a long-term fast, especially a long-term dry fast, you're going to have quite the negative uh, reaction to it. So you've got to refeed smart. Um, be careful with the carbs and pile on the protein. Now, when I say pile on, I'm not saying eat this big, humongous uh, you know, Fred Flintstone plate of, of food. You know, you've got to eat small. Give yourself an eating window that first day after a, fa- a long-term fast, an eating window of maybe six to eight hours, and spread your food out. The first thing you should do after a dry f- fast is what? Rehydrate. And I recommend rehydrating um, with a little mixture that is not plain water. I add uh, a tablespoon, I'm sorry, a teaspoon, one t- flat teaspoon of Baking soda, uh, Arm & Hammer baking soda is great. Uh, half a teaspoon of regular table salt and a full teaspoon of, I believe in the States and in Canada, it's called no salt. Here in Norway, it's called seltine. 
It's a um, salt replacement thing, which is mostly potassium. In other words, you want to get your salts, your electrolytes, back into balance uh, after a long-term dry fast. So that's when I'm in a, when I'm living a fasting uh, lifestyle. That's all I drink. Uh, is uh, okay. So I name those salts: the baking soda, the salt, the table salt, and the saltine or the no salt in, in the United States and Canada. So those are three different salts that you want to add to your water. What I do is I take two liters. Yeah, I'm in Norway, so it's liters, not gallons. Do the math, people. I take two liters of water, regular tap water, and then I add, you know, that one uh, flat teaspoon of baking soda, uh, one teaspoon of regular table salt, and half a teaspoon of saltine or no salt. Uh, I add that to two liters of water. I mix it up, and I just put it in the bottles uh, that I'll be drinking from for the next few days. Um, I usually take um, four or five one-and-a-half-liter bottles and fill it up you know, with that mixture of two liters to that me- those measurements of salt. I'll, I'll put that in a description. I first heard about that mixture from that uh, wild and dynamic guy, Cole Robinson, who uh, is, is on Facebook. Um, if I remember, I will link to him, but he has this mixture called snake juice. <clears throat> so that's basically the water and those three salts. Um, he may have a slightly different mixture, but I'm giving the mixture that works for me. Again, I'm not a medical expert, but I am an expert on my body, and I'm sharing with you all what works for me um, as requested by you good people on my social media. So that's what I do. That's what I drink. That's the fluid that I take in uh, after a uh, long-term dry fast. And now that I'm living a fasting, uh, fasting-focused lifetime, lifestyle, that is what I drink. I do not drink regular water. I make sure that I keep my um, electrolytes in balance. Now, the only thing I did to prepare for that first um, long-term 60-hour dry fast, my first fast period in 18 months, the 60-hour dry fast. The only thing I did to prepare for that was for two days prior to it, eh, not two days, maybe a day and a half, a day and a half prior to starting that fast, I started drinking that mixture of salts to get my electrolytes in balance going into the dry fast. And I believe those electrolytes are paramount to successfully and most effectively fasting, whether it's dry fasting or fasting just uh, uh, when it comes to intake of food. Uh, You've got to have your electrolytes in balance. Um, How you do that is up to you. Again, I'm just sharing with you uh, what I do. So again, to rehash, the reasons that I fast, uh, that I'm fasting now, is to straight up get my health back. uh, by God, I'm a, I'm a champion, uh, record-holding powerlifter, and I need to act like it. <laughs> um, the time's going to come. I do have another shoulder surgery coming up, but the time is going to come where I can get back to effectively training powerlifting. I'll never bench again <laughs> because of the shoulder, but I do have a squat record that I have uh, all intentions of raising. Uh, I will do that. I'm going to do that. And I want to go into that operation in as good a shape as possible. And I want to come out of that operation in as good a shape as possible so that I can heal from that operation, this upcoming operation, as quickly as possible and get fit. 
or by the time that operation comes around, I will be fit. So I want to stay fit, but I want to get strong again. I want to get back to competing in powerlifting. I want to have a functional life again that's free of pain. And I do believe that um, fasting, doing this series of dry fasting and regular fasting in different lengths, you know, breaking it up in different ways, I do believe that this is for me the most effective way back. So stick around, you know, watch, listen, comment on social media. Again, you find me on social media at, uh, at John Allen pod on Facebook, on, uh, Instagram and on Twitter. Um, I'm going to write a blog entry, uh, basically summing up this podcast episode will be in a blog format. I hope to have that done by the weekend. I'm a little bit behind in my writing, but I hope to have that done by the weekend. You can find that at my website, www john allen pod.com that's j-o-h-n-a-l-a-n-p-o-d.com you know i had a cell phone here with notes and everything and i do believe i made it through without uh having to refer to those notes um did i forget anything let me just check real quick um now i think i i think i covered everything i wanted to cover um coming up now I'm going to have a uh, friend of mine who submitted some questions on social media. Her name is Cheryl Olsvang. Uh, she's going to come. She's going to ask a few questions. And um, here's, that, here's that conversation. Uh, I want you people to remember that uh, in the description of this episode, whether you're watching it on YouTube or listening on a podcast platform, in the description, you will find some links where you can click in and contribute if you would like to uh, support my work that I do here on the Coming On Podcast with John Allen. Okay, here's Cheryl Olsvang. Wait, how are you doing, Cheryl? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thank you. Um, I wanted to address a question that you sent in on uh, social media. Uh, go ahead and ask your question here, and I'll give you the best answer I can. Well, I've, I've been fasting now for... 55 days and um you had mentioned uh um dry fasting yes and uh, all this time i've been fasting i've never heard of that and i was wondering if you could um share with me what, what that is um dry fasting is when you fast you uh of course normally you won't eat but dry fasting is no food and no fluids um, and a lot of people, when the words dry fasting come up, they're like, oh, my God, no, that's crazy. You need water, don't you? Well, right. the answer is yes, you do need water. Uh, and even though you're dry fasting, you do get water. Um, now, it's not tap water. It's not water from a bottle. It's called metabolic water. Um, okay. When you dry fast, a process called autophagy um, which is the breakdown of cells. Uh, basically, dead and damaged cells are then broken down, used for energy, and eliminated by the body. And that process generates something that's called metabolic water. Um, inside every cell in our body, there is water. What are we, 70, 75, 80% water? So every cell has a certain amount of water. So when that cell is broken down through the process of, of autophagy, it produces water. So autophagy now that it's going to vary from person to person if you're an experienced faster and in, you're in relatively good shape already you can already start the process of autophagy after as little as 24 hours of dry fasting 
Um, normally for a new beginner, you're not going to get into autophagy, um, you know, high gear autophagy before two to four days have passed. So that's why when you begin dry fasting, and, and a lot of this is mental, but there's also a physiological process where when you begin dry fasting, you're going to experience that, yeah, you're thirsty. <laughs> You've cut off your water intake. But again, when that process of autophagy sets, uh, you know, gets, gets going, then you, your body will release that metabolic water through that breakdown of cells. And your sense of, I mean, it's not like you're going to be bathing in a waterfall, but your sense of thirst will uh, lessen. Your energy will increase. And, and that's what makes it possible. That process of autophagy uh, makes it possible to dry fast for, you know, and I don't recommend long-term dry fasting, but you can do it. My record is 86 hours, 86 hours of dry fasting uh, in the middle of the summer while continuing to train uh, high-level intense powerlifting. So dry fasting can be done. Uh, is it uncomfortable? Of course it is at the beginning. And it gets uncomfortable again at the end as you start to reach your goal. And of course that mental process, you start thinking about food, you start thinking about water. So it messes with you a little bit mentally. But the physiological process uh, that ensues during a dry fast um, makes it less uncomfortable than what one would think. Hmm. So that's dry fasting. Okay. Um, you also asked on social media another question um, um, about the frequent, or I'm sorry, about um, changing up your fasting routine. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that question. I, I remembered. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is... Um, changing your fasting routine, you may be doing um, a classic intermittent fast, like a 16-8, to doing maybe just a 24-hour fast, to throwing in maybe a 48-hour dry fast, and so on and so forth, can be quite beneficial because it keeps your body and your metabolism on its toes. That okay. constant shock, that constant change can shock the body into greater results through fasting. But you have to pay attention because in a new beginner, that constant shock can put the body into such a stressed um, uh, condition that the release of stress hormones can make the fasting process both more difficult. In other words, you're going to feel more hungry. Um, and it can also slow down things like autophagy, um, you know, in your body's breakdown of fat or use of fat for energy and things like that. So, as a new beginner, it has to just stick to a set routine. Okay. Um, and to go back to dry fasting, you know, I'm talking about extreme dry fasting. Uh, you know what I do? I just finished a 60-hour uh, uh, dry fast. And I'll be doing. Mm -hmm. I'll start another 60-hour dry fast uh, in a couple of days. But um, as a new beginner, start with a 12-hour dry fast. 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And again, a dry fast means no fluid. Start with 12 hours, see what happens, then scoot it up to 18, then 24, and then all of a sudden you're thinking, hey, you know what, I can do 36 hours, and then all of a sudden you do 36 hours. So I, I could probably start, uh, I mean, try that, um, sure. but just, bef just before I go to bed. Because then, then those hours would be included. Exactly. Thinking, so then it wouldn't be so Exactly. Tough. Exactly. Although 
I will say this, when it comes to your refeed, you know, after your period of fasting, you have a refeed. Mm-hmm. Um, it is always most effective to start your refeed early in the morning. Okay. Um, you know, let that, in other words, let your food, um, let the breakdown of your food, the use of those calories, let that happen while you are awake and active. Okay. That's my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Again, that will make your fast more effective. However, those hours during the night while you're sleeping, you know, if you have a eating window, let's say you have an eight-hour eating window, so you eat from 12 noon to 8 p.m., and then you go to bed at 11, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that mm-hmm. eating your food earlier in the day so that you can burn those calories while you're active will be a little bit more effective. But eating okay. before relatively tight into your sleeping window is effective mentally <laughs> because while you're sleeping you're not thinking about not eating right yeah right yeah. that's why i yeah. include that time in my fasting now but i've i've been doing it to 48 hours okay and, and then uh not dry fasting just regular fasting no right? regular fasting okay then i eat on the third day yeah. and uh, just a clean food like um just nope. a salad well, now let me let me ask you something about that. Um, and, and, and again, as, as I said before, as I say all the time, I'm not a medical professional. Uh, I'm not any kind of a nutrition expert, but I am an expert on my body. So everything I say is just suggestion. But let me ask you about this, um, because I believe you also wrote on social media something about your meals are mostly salads and light foods like that. And if you eat protein, it's very light protein and very little protein. So... My question is, why so little protein? Well, I, <laughs> I, I do that, okay, I fast Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday I have the salad. Yeah. Then I fast again Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday I'll have salad with meat. I have, um, a, I have a suggestion. Okay. Something that will make your fasting even more effective. Um, An important part of fasting, um, the longer you fast, the more intense this process is. This process where your body releases its natural release of uh, testosterone and growth hormone. Right. Those two hormones are important to both holding on to muscle mass and building muscle mass if you're training, if you're lifting weights. Mm -hmm. Um, muscle mass is important because it will make your metabolism work even more effective. In other words, the more muscle mass you have, the easier it's going to be to burn calories. That's just a physiological fact. So how do you get muscle mass? You get muscle mass through physical effort, you know, lifting weights, but how, what is it that fuels those efforts? Protein. So if you're taking in so little protein, I mean, you're already fasting, so you have these long blocks where you're not bringing in protein, but when you sit down and eat, for goodness sakes, that's when you need to be bringing in your protein. Okay. Um, You cannot build or hold on to muscle mass without protein. It's just not going to happen. And again, the less muscle mass you have, the less less effective your weight loss or your effectiveness of your fasting will be. You got to have protein. Okay. So, little suggestion: throw in protein with every meal that you have, and I can almost guarantee, Cheryl, that you will 
reach your goal faster, whether it's weight loss, whether it's better general health, you know, whatever your goal is, you're going to reach it faster if you bring in protein. Okay, I'll do that. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Let me know what happens. Okay. I already know I'm right, but just let me know what happens. (laughs) Yeah, I'll let you know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, though, what is your goal with fasting? What are you trying to achieve? Well, I'm trying to achieve um, weight loss, but um, I I was having a few health problems um, and trouble with my feet. And well, like swelling or swelling, uh, swelling, okay, yeah, and just pain, yeah. Um, and uh, my doctor put me on an inflammatory medication, okay, and that anti inflammatory, right? Yeah, anti inflammatory, and that caused uh, a side effect was uh, depression, so I went off of that and uh. Um, my husband and my daughter and a co-worker, they all suggested I try fasting. Yes. So I started that, uh, started coming, uh, the weight started coming off. Um, I didn't have the pain in my feet anymore. And I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess at these results, you felt these results almost right away with your first fast probably. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did the first week. Yep. There you go. You know, it's interesting. If you look in the animal kingdom, if a, I don't know, a lion gets injured during a hunt, um, what does that lion do? It goes, it finds a tree, it sits under that tree, and it will not eat. Sometimes for days, it fasts. That fasting process for mammals is magic for the body. It gives the body the chance to reset. And it all boils down, well, it doesn't boil down to, but a huge part of that process is autophagy, like I spoke about, that breakdown, um, that, that, that flushing out of dead or damaged cells so that your body can start healing itself. I mean, it's literally, that is literally what is happening. So it's quite typical um, that people talk about getting results from fasting already during that first fast. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I've seen a, um, a lot of improvements. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, the improvements are unavoidable. Um, the, 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 the biggest issue is that first fast, um, uh, you see the, you probably saw the comments on the social media thread where people were saying, Oh, I tried it and, uh, I got dizzy or I got this, I got that. And I quit after the first few hours. Well, the worse, you, the, the, the dirtier your body is, the more adverse reactions you're going to have during that first fast. So the key is to just get through it. And, and again, don't bite off more than you can chew as a new beginner. You know, start with just a 12-hour fast, which then stretches to 18, to 24, and so on. You know, build your confidence is what I say to the new beginners. So you're well on your way to being confident, I can tell. I am. There yes. you go. I'm very happy with it. Good, good. Yeah. Um. I was telling you uh, earlier that uh, I, I was having some health problems, and um, and I believe it was because of my weight. Yeah. And um, and my doctor took blood tests and echocardiogram, and uh, 
and then I went in for the results about a week and a half ago and he told me that everything came back perfect. All blood and work, everything, uh, heart, everything, everything. came back perfect. Isn't that something? Yes. And he, he said, what are you doing? And I told him I started fasting. Yeah. yeah. And he said, well, whatever you're doing, he says, keep doing it. He says, and also make sure you stay active. Yes. And I do. I good, walk, good. Um, about a mile every other day. Good. So I, I do that too. Yeah, and, and staying active during a fast is important, both physically and mentally. It's quite important uh, mm -hmm. to stay active, um, especially if you're a new beginner. If you're not active during a fast, you're going to end up just thinking about food. <laughs> you're going to end up right. thinking about food and drink, and it's going to be terrible it's going to be quite the long process so you have to stay active but but your doctor's reaction is very interesting because um people quite often experience you know if they go into their doctor they have health health issues and they say hey doc you know i've heard about fasting i'm going to try that the doctor will almost all well i don't want to say almost always but very often the doctor will will tell you nope fasting no that's what are you crazy no don't do that. your body needs food right mm -hmm. yeah but if you go into your doctor after you've fasted and after you have results to show them, all of a sudden the doctor gives fasting his, his or her blessing. So it's a very interesting thing. Traditional medicine isn't always receptive to the concept of fasting. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But that's good that your doctor is on board. That's good. That's yes, real good. Yes. So thank you so much, Cheryl, for, uh, for your questions. Um, it's a, uh, it's quite the generous contribution to this podcast episode. It's an important podcast episode. People have been asking me to do it for some time. And thank you for your questions and your commentary. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you for your advice. Ah, hey, again, not a medical expert, but I'm an expert on my body, and I'll share my experiences. Thank I'll, you so I'll much. You know, do I'll that. Know do okay. that. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. And thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Coming On Podcast with John Allen. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, you guys wanted me to do this episode, so here it is. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you can learn something from it. If you have any questions or comments, then send your questions or comments. Um, remember in the episode of, or in the description of this episode, you can find a couple, three links where you can click in and make a donation if you'd like to support the work that I'm doing on the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. Thanks everybody. Bye now.